0: Too. The Book of Acts. We want to make sure you get some exercise this morning, so we have you stand, we have you sit, we have you stand, and we have you sit. We want to make sure that everything is in working order. How do you know the body is designed to move? Amen. The more you move your body, the healthier you are. Amen. So when Pastor says stand, sit, stand, sit, you do it with great enthusiasm. I also want to encourage you, uh, right before we go into the sermon, I want to encourage you, if, any, if you guys have not signed up for that marriage group, go ahead and sign up. Uh, you know, we're gonna be hosting that over at my home, and, uh, and it's a wonderful opportunity to uh, really uh, come together. Uh, I believe that marriages, and I have believed this for some time, is, uh, is under attack, and we can never ever um, uh, invest too much time in our marriages. Um, they are the bedrock of our society, and if one of the things that we can do, the best thing I believe that we can do for our kids is to give them a great marriage, amen. So if you come on out, um, if you know somebody who's not here today, who is having some marital difficulties and you believe that this is something that uh, can benefit them, uh, we want you to let, uh, to invite them. Uh, have them come out. How many of you believe in the power of the gospel? The power of the gospel can change lives. And so, so we want to give God every opportunity to heal, to set free and deliver. Amen. Are you in Acts chapter number two? Amen. Uh, we're going to have to start all over again. I, I want, I need, we need some enthusiasm in the house. All right, so are you in Acts chapter two? Yeah. There we go. We're going to start reading in verse number 40. And it reads, and with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly. Everybody say steadfastly. Steadfastly. And the apostles doctrine. Everybody say doctrine. doctrine. And fellowship. And the breaking of bread. And in prayer. Then fear came upon every soul. And many, not a few, but many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together. Everybody say together. And had all things in common. And so their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing, everybody say continuing, daily with one accord, everybody say one accord, in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. In other words, there was no drama. Praising God And having favor, everybody say favor, with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Let's pray. Daddy, thank you for this opportunity, God, to sit around your word. God, we are excited. God, we are so blessed that you have given us the eternal word of God. You said heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. God, so we stand in honor this morning of your word. We bow before your word because your word is true and your word is life. And so, Lord, we ask that you will come and break up the fallow ground, that you will come and touch our hearts where we need to be touched, that you would come and inspire us where we need to be inspired and change us where we need to be changed and let there be, Lord, courage in all of us to come up a little bit higher that we might enter into the promised land that you have for us. God, we thank you for this grace. We thank you for this opportunity. Baptize me afresh. Sanctify me right now. Consecrate me right now. Because it's not in the declaration of words. It's in demonstration of the power of the Spirit. Move, Holy Spirit, we pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. You all are, you look great this morning, you look wonderful. And uh, I'm, Really excited about what God is going to share with us today. I love his word. I, I, I love, how do you know that every issue in life, every problem in life, you can find a solution in the word. It's in the word. And whenever we make application of the word, how do you know that the word works? The word of God works. It is life. It is power in his word. And it can change people, cities, nations. Hallelujah. And so we honor his word this morning. I'm going to talk to you this morning about an important subject that I think is very, very relevant to what we are doing in this season in the life of our church. We are going to be talking about the subject of a community that attracts a community that attracts mainly we're going to focus on us as a people and what we can do as a family as a church to make sure that when people come into the house of God that they want to hang around amen uh, that they don't just want to come and leave and never return 120 is about gathering the harvest. Many of you, all of us know that we've been in this season and this is a plan I believe God gave me for our house, for our church. And so we have already established the premise, the fact that that, uh, evangelism and winning the loss and and expanding the kingdom of God is extremely important to him. And whatever is important to God, how many know it should be Important to us. So our 120 plan really was based in the Bible. We made a commitment for 120 days to pray daily for the lost and for the unsaved of our community. We made a commitment to meditate daily on the verses that are provided for you every day. We made a commitment to fast and pray, indicating to the Holy Spirit that we are serious About making a difference. We also made a commitment to go out of our way to daily to invite someone to church. We understand, and you've heard me say over and over and over again that the stats bear this out. 80% of Americans will come to church if invited. 90% say, 90% say they attended church for the first time because somebody invited them. How many know? How many of you got invited to church? How many of you got invited to church? How many of you came to church because somebody put something out there? They reached out to you. How many know we don't want to uh, we don't want to uh, misunderstand the power of inviting. We also made a commitment to pray over specific areas in our community, and. Uh, my wife and I last night we felt a need to go out and we prayed last night. We try to do it differently every week, but we went out last night. And we actually prayed for uh, the sheriffs and our and the public, uh, public, um, uh, what I'm trying to say, the public officials, public safety. Uh, Firemen and policemen, the people that protect our community, we pray God's blessing on them. We pray that God will uh, use them to uh, to keep us safe and that also God would touch their hearts and bring them into the kingdom. And so we did all of this. So we're doing all of this because we want to see his kingdom come. His will be done. So when we think of church. When we think about church and how church functions and how we operate, I always say this. You can write this down. Church is a family expecting guests. Let me say that again. Church is a family. Look at your neighbor and say family. family. Expecting guests. I want to say that again. Church is a family expecting guests. How many know that uh, when you're expecting guests, It changes the way you act. It changes the way you do things. Amen. It changes everything because we understand that that, that every soul, everybody say every every soul. Every soul is precious to God. Every soul. Every person, everybody who has a life in their body, God loves them. And as much as we talk here about bringing in the lost. I mean, no, it's not just about bringing them in. It is about building relationships that will last for the long haul that is rooted and grounded in discipleship. In other words, we don't just want them to come. We want them to stay. Can somebody say amen to that? We want them to come into our family we wanna see them come into our family and see what God's doing. And we want them to hang around because we believe that we have mad love for one another that will change them forever. I mean, know love covers a multitude of sins. There's power in love. So we got to look at these things. And, we, and, and so, so as I was praying and seeking the Lord, we got we to look at the things that sometimes hinder our ability. You see, 120, as I said before, is not just about bringing them in, but it's about keeping them. See, if every chair is going to be filled, how do you know there are some things that we got to do? There's uh, some attitudes that we even got to get rid of. There's some things about us that has to change. Look at the neighbor and say, we got to change. And so this morning, we're going to identify those things that, that, that keep people from coming to church, that keep people from not wanting to hang around. I, I mean, no, we got to listen real carefully this morning. I want you to listen carefully because, because I want to paint a picture And I'm glad this morning because this is a house message. Y'all know what a house message is? This is a message for the house. (laughs) Y'all know what a house party is. So this is a message for the house. For us to keep get our house in order so that when we talk about 120, won't matter if we don't know how to handle what God is bringing. If we don't know how to walk in the spirit, everything that we're doing can be completely sabotaged. Because we don't understand that how we relate and how we communicate to each other, it, mean, it matters. First church that I joined, I, y'all, you may have heard me say this before I joined it not because they were gifted, not because they had all the things that I wanted in ministry. The first place I joined, it was, it, it was a people that were deeply, not only in love with God, but they were in love with each other. And I know that that's attractive. I mean, no, it's attractive. So I I got eight keys I want to share with you this morning. You got your pens, you got your pencils ready. We're going to learn this morning. Is that okay? We're going to teach a little bit. We're going to share. But he and and I'm going to pray this. Lord, I pray this morning that as every person is listening, God give them a a ear to hear in the spirit. So I just sense already there's some. Let's just put our defenses down let's let the Holy Spirit work because because we're going to benefit tremendously in Jesus' name. So we got eight keys, eight keys that will attract people to come and be a part of our fellowship. And number one is an obvious one. I'll spend a little bit of time on that. Number one is loving relationships. Everybody say loving. Everybody say loving. John 13 Verse 34 and 35. In fact, I want you to go ahead and turn there, if you will. John chapter 13. Because I want to underscore this verse. John chapter 13. In fact, I'm going to start reading in verse number 34. Jesus says this. A new commandment, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. All right? That's the commandment. The commandment is that you love one another. Now watch this. Here's the kicker. Now I want you to, I want you to underline this part if you have I don't know if for some of you, I think in your PDAs you can even highlight some stuff. But you want to highlight this if you can. As I have loved you, okay, that you also love one another. So the verse I want you to underscore there is the part of that verse that says, as I have loved you. Because I want you to think in terms of how Jesus loves you. Because he says the same way that I love you is the same way that we are to love one another. And by this, verse 35, watch this. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So all will know that we are his disciples. Everybody say his disciples. If we have love for one another. As I begin, I pondered that verse and I thought about it because he says that people will know. How will people know? Will people know simply because we Say to one another, I love you in the Lord. Will people know just because we hug each other and we say, you know, I really, really love you? How will people know that we are his disciples? How will they know? They will know because of what we do with one another. So I'm going to get down to the nitty gritty. Because Christians are smart. Amen. Look at the name and say, I know you're smart. Because we've really gotten the holy good. Because when we say, here's what we say to church. Now, I wonder, here's what we say. We, we have a tendency to say this sometimes. Well, you know what? Um, um, you know, I, I love you, but I don't want to have nothing to do with you. The problem with that is, that ain't the picture that Jesus planted, painted. Oh, I love you. This is what we do in church. We don't want to deal with somebody. I love you, but I don't want to have nothing to do with you. Let me ask you a question. How different is that than the world? Let me take my glass off so I can see. Jesus said this. He says, love your enemies. Right. He didn't say us walk around telling them I love you. He said, love your enemies. How do you love your enemies? Do good to them. Bless them. Care for them. If your enemy is hungry, you give them what? Something to eat. If your enemy is thirsty, you give what? You give them drink. How much more is it that we should love one another? Who are, watch this, who have the spirit of God down on the inside of us. Let me tell you something. Nothing will undermine the power of the gospel message more than anything else than a church and a people who don't know how to get along with each other. You want to talk about something that sends the wrong message? Everything that we believe in God for, hoping for, when the people of God do not raise the bar and love one another, let me tell you, it, it, it kills the whole gospel message. Because he says that we are to be reconcilers to the world. How I me mean, know in order to reconcile to the world, we got to be reconciled with one another? He says, blessed are the peacemakers. Look at your neighbor and say, peacemaker. Jesus. We ought to be peacemakers, amen? For these are the children of God. And so when the folks out there come in here, what they should see is people that know how to love each other. They're not going to find perfection. I always say if you find a perfect church, leave because you're messing up. There is no perfect church. But there is a way by which how we handle one another in the presence of God. Jesus says men will know it. how men will know it? because they will see that we are different than the world. What we sometimes want to do is, mistakenly, we bring some of the worldly attitudes in the church, and we know how to make it holy. Oh, we're going, we're going a little deep. I'm sorry. We, we, we know how to make it holy. And so, so, so love means the picture that Jesus planted. And in 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 what I just read in Acts chapter 2, I don't see that kind of love. The kind of love I see is people talking together. The kind of love I see is people sharing their food one with another. The kind of love I see is people figuring out and understanding that if I don't do right by my brother and my sister, then I am not right with God. Somebody said, "Pastor, show me the word." Okay? Looking word. 1 John 3:16. Not John chapter 3 verse 16. 1 John. 1 John chapter 3. Verse sixteen. Where is our verse? I'm trying to find my verse. I'm trying to uh, actually, actually look at the, um, no first, no look at First John hold the album. First John four twenty. This is the one I want to use. I'll come back to First John three sixteen in a moment. He says, "Now if someone says I love God, how many of you have boldly declared I love God? Come on, raise your hand." Amen. Come on. Raise your hand. Oh, look, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see every hand who in here ever say I love God. Oh, look at here. I ain't see one hand down. OK. OK. Why is this now? He said now. And if someone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a what? For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Now, I want to strike at the core of this because what is love? Right? What is love? Love is not just some kind of thing that we say. Love is actually, love is involving ourselves. It's intertwining in each other's lives. So here's, here's what we understand, that my vertical, my horizontal relationships with my brothers and my sister is directly related to my vertical relationship with God. In other words, watch these people hear me. If you listen, say Amen. You can try to act all holy and anointed as you want to act. You can try to act like you got it all together. But let me say this. Let me hasten to say, when you know that we're not loving and doing right by our brothers and sisters, you can say you're anointed, but you are not. Forget it. Because God looks at it. Watch this. He even goes so far as to say, and I'm not going to have time to return there for time's sake. He even goes so far as to say in Matthew chapter 18, He said, if your brother sins against you, you're to go to your brother. Right? Everybody say, go to your brother. brother. How many of you have been offended by somebody in in the house? How many of you have gone openly and resolved, honestly, and resolved that conflict? Matthew chapter 5 says, if you're praying at the altar... And you remember, everybody say remember, that somebody have something against you. It says something. You can read in Matthew chapter 5. He says you to get up. Get up. Pray. In other words, get off your knees. Stop praying. And, 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 and go and work it out. In other words, people, here's what God is saying. God is saying that he is serious about this thing of reconciliation. He is serious about, you say, Pastor, I don't want to love. You are committed. You have to do what you can. How I many know you can't, listen, you can't make nobody, you can't lead nobody to the world. You can't make somebody do what they can't do. But, but, but here's the thing, though. We got to stop using that as an excuse not to make it right. Are, are you tracking with me? Because we, listen, how many know we, I mean, no, we got to go out, we, gonna, we can't go after the world and we can't go after one another. Somebody say amen. Amen. So he says in Ephesians chapter 4, and then I'll get off this page in a second. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. Endeavor. Everybody say endeavor. Endeavor. To keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Endeavor. That means to be eager to fix it. To, To work together. Why? Because when the people... Come into our fellowship, when we are out there executing the 120 plan, when people walk in here, they need to see a people that are flourishing in unity and in love, walking in the things of God. Because if it's not doing that, then we are undermining the whole message of the gospel. It's almost like, why even have church? Amen. One of the worst things... I don't know if anybody ever witnessed this, but one of the worst things to see is the people of God when they can't get along. Ain't nothing worse than that. I mean, because where can the world go now? Where did the world go? If Christ is the answer and his people are not acting right, where does the world go? They have no place to go. So we gotta love each other. First John 3, 16, by this we know love. By this we know love. Everybody say, I know love. Because he laid down his life for us. Now watch this. This is deep. Because I, I, I think I, I, I got to put my, my, my bait back out there and pull some of you up. But this we know love. Because he, he, we know love. Everybody say I know love. Here's what love. Which means he's going to tell you what love is. Because he laid down his life for us. Who, is he laid, who laid down his life for us? Jesus. Watch this. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. How many know I can't lay down my life for somebody I don't want to have nothing to do with? I ain't going to lay down my life for you if I don't even like you. I'm not going to lay down my life for you if I don't want to see your face. But the scripture calls us, he said that we ought to, everybody say we ought to. Lay down our life for the brethren. In other words, do whatever we got to do to make it so that anybody coming into this place Anybody walking into those doors will find love here. Amen. Amen. And it will be manifested in how we love each other. And that you, if you, if there's anybody that you have issues with, fix it. Everybody, look at the name, say fix it. fix it. You are obligated because Jesus holds us accountable. Our prayer life don't work. Nothing works until we learn to get together. That's why you gotta fear not being right with your brother and sister. You gotta have enough fear to say, I don't wanna wanna do that. I know. I know. I know, but I can't let you off the hook on that. But Number two. Y'all ready to go to number two? Y'all need me still on that some more? Somebody said no. (laughs) Number two. If we want to attract people and keep them in in this season. Watch this. The atmosphere must be filled with words of encouragement and affirmation. I'm painting a picture for you here. How many know, how many know that there's power in your words? Amen. Oh, my God. You know, the tongue is like a fire. You know, you can say one word and set everything off. You know, one word can destroy A whole move of God, potentially. One word that is spoken out of season, not spoken right, has a lot of power. But see, it's something about when the people of God come together and listen and watch this, and when we are not together. How do you know the same God who is here on Sunday is the same God who is with you at home in your bedroom? Oh, okay. Yeah, y'all, y'all get there, right? So he hears, he sees. So it's something about an environment that's come in and say, good God, sister, how you doing today? You are anointed. God bless you. You are looking strong today. You're going to make it. I'm standing with you in prayer. It's going to be okay. God is going to be with you. You're going to overcome. You are an overcomer. I'm going to stand with you. You're going to get the victory. Do you hear me? I know you had a bad week, but God is going to work. God is going to work that thing out. God is going to change your life. This thing is not going to stay the way it is. When you listen, when people come into the house of God, what they ought to hear is people of God that are speaking words of encouragement, Amen. words of affirmation. I love you. I support you. How many you know that it's something wrong when the people of God talk about each other behind each other's back? How many you know it ain't blessing? No, listen, it's no blessing in that slander, gossip. There's no blessing in that. Listen, we want to be a church that God called us to be. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1:10, I beg you that you all speak the same thing. I beg you that you be of the same mind and of the same spirit. Something about when you go in there, you know, you know, one of the things they like to do before they have a big game, that the you ever see on the football field that the, that the players are huddled together and they start jumping up and down and they start pumping each other up. They start saying words. They just get and, and they start saying, Man, we're going to win. You're a champion. You're a warrior. How many know that every time you walk in these doors, somebody ought to be telling you you're going to make it? Somebody, you ought to hear from somebody, you're a champion. You ought to hear from somebody, you are a king's kid. You ought to hear from somebody that, that listen, you fell down today, but you're going to get back up because we're going to make sure you get up. I'm going, if I got to pick you up myself, we're going to make it. I need you to what? Survive. And that song we sung this morning an atmosphere of, of, of building up, edification. The Bible says in Ephesians, because some of you need a verse. Let me give you a verse. Ephesians 4.29 says, let no unwholesome, that means corrupt, word proceed from your mouth. Watch this. Inside the church and outside the church. But only such a word as good for what? Edification according to the need of the moment. That it may give grace. Everybody say grace. Grace. How many know, I hear people, you know, sometimes, and see, we got to be careful, church. Look at and say, we got to be careful. Oh, pastor, that's just the way I am. You know what? Being rude is not a Christian value. I don't care which, how you are, you're never to be rude. Amen. Amen. Rudeness is wrong. Amen. It's not politeness. I don't care what your style is. Just the way, that ain't the way you are. That's the way you want to be. Change. Look at names. say change. change. In Jesus' name and love somebody and encourage somebody look around, you know know what the church need to do when we come into the house of God, we need to find people that look like they're discouraged and lift them up find people when they come into this place, say I'm painting a picture for you, this is what Pastor Bailey is this is what I preach, this is what I live this is who I am, this is what this church is about, so you want to know what we're about, this is it, I'm telling you right now we lift you up not tear you down if we don't lift you up then we fail in our mission I want everybody in 120 I, I I'm, I'm telling you when you bring people into you you this ought to be a place that you are happy that you bring in Man, you ought to come to my church come to my boy you'll find there, boy some love You will find there, man, some people that'll help you, man. You ought to come. And by the way, you got a great pastor. He can preach. I just did that for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Brother Ever gonna get me for that. He's gonna get me for that. (laughs) Number three. Number three. We have to have an atmosphere of oneness, right? We only have seven of these, so I'm going to try to get through them and get done. We have to have an atmosphere of oneness. Look at it. Go back to Acts chapter 2, if you will, verses 42 to 46. Acts chapter 2. Oh, my God. Are y'all there? Say amen. Amen. Okay. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 and 46. I got to get there myself. Look at this. I want you. To, now, I want y'all. I want as we read these verses, I want you to see something. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Watch this. Then fear came upon every soul and many signs and wonders were done through the apostles. Now, all who believed were together. All right. Underline that word together. They had all things what? Common. Underline that word. They sold their possession goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord, underline one accord, in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Now, here's what I want you to hear. It's to see in this. What was the common denominator there in those particular verses? What was the common denominator? They were on one accord. Watch this. There was nobody that was saying this. Now no, watch this. Y'all know pastors been in church for a long time. Y'all know, i have been doing church for years, like some of you. But there was nobody there saying, well, you know what? I don't want to listen to them dumb apostles. I don't need to go to church every day. I don't need to do all I, I can pray at home. I don't need to do a- I don't see them doing that. What I see is they all came together. I, I see that they continue steadfastly in the doctrine. They, they fellowship. They broke bread. In other words, there was nobody in there that was... How me know you can always do ministry different? There's always a different way to do ministry. Always. If, I let every, if every one of you, I always say this, if every one of you could be pastor for a day, you would do it differently than me. I know you would. There's always a way to do it, right? But how me know that somebody got to call the shots? Somebody has to be the leader. And how do you know that the apostles, well, here's what they did. They all decided that, you know what, these are the men and women of God. I'm going to get behind them. We're going to come together, and we're going to be on one accord. And when they were on one accord, God blessed. See, if you're doing, see, watch this, watch this. See, if 120, if you have the attitude of 120, you know what, I'm not going to do the 120 plan. I'm not going to do it. Here's the question. Here's the thing you got to remember. When you take that posture and that attitude, you're not flowing in unity. And and you're cutting against the very thing that you want is to be blessed. You want God to come into our midst. God blesses what? Togetherness. I'm going to do it, Pastor, because the pastor said that this is what God gave. We're going to do this thing. We're going to be unified together because God blesses togetherness. Psalm 133 said how good and how pleasant it is. Let me tell you something. I've been a part. There's one church I've been to, and uh, that I thought, I really thought I died and went to heaven. There's only one. I won't say the name, but I thought I died and went to heaven. And boy, let me tell you something. I've never seen, me and my wife, we still, we still talk about it. i never seen anything like it. Just never seen anything like it. That the people were on such unity, such togetherness. And I just see that God blesses formation. Do you hear that? Write that down. God blesses formation. He blesses unity. How many know if you're going into war and you got soldiers and the soldiers decide to go and do their own thing? How many know that, that you're going to have problems, you're going to get exposed? Right? It's when they all come to everybody functioning in their way. How many know know everybody got a role in the church, in the family of God? We all have roles to play. When we play our roles, then we position ourselves to win. See, we know what we need to do to win. We need to come together. We need to be on one accord. So we all speak the same thing. We speak the same language because we understand that the blessing of God, and watch this, even more importantly, that somebody, the souls of men are at stake. Somebody... How many of you have been changed since you came to this church? God, working in your life. Don't you know there's a lot more people need to be changed? Don't stop them. I beg you. We know, we, we know what to do. Let's do it. Let's come together. Let's be unified. Let's get into place. Let's get into formation. Let's do this thing the way God wants it done. And he will get the glory. What number are we? Number four. We want to be a church that attracts, and many of us do this, and I think a lot of us are really good at this. We have to be a giving church. How many of you know one of the best ways to evangelize is to give? When I say give, you think to yourself, oh, man, I'm, talking about I'm not just talking about the offering. The offering is, you shouldn't be struggling with tithes and offering. You should put, do that. You, we give that on Sunday morning because we know we have operational costs. We have responsibility to do ministry. So, yeah, you, you put your money there. But I'm talking about giving in a way that your life wreaks it that you figure out a way to bless people. That you become a giver of your time, your talent, your resources. I remember one time a brother of mine in Christ, I walked up to him one day and I said to him, I said, brother, I said, uh, I must have said it like twice. I said, man, I really like your tie. That's a really nice tie. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't want, He next thing I know, the church hadn't started yet. He took his tie off. And he said, here, I want you to have it. But then he did stuff like that all the time. He just was a giver. How many know that you got neighbors and people you want to reach? If they got, you know, we know one of the best ways to evangelize? Go give them something. Bake them a cookie. Fix their door. Cut their grass for them. Be a giver and watch God bless. Amen. Give and shall be given to you. Give it shall be given to you. Give it shall be given to you. You thought it was just talked about when you're giving an offering on Sunday morning. Your lifestyle should be givers. Let me tell you something. Nothing will attract people more when they come into the house of God and they see that we share our stuff. We're just givers. It will, how many know that attracts you? Number, number five. We want, we're going to be a church that attracts people. We have to have a, a life-giving atmosphere. Life, an atmosphere of life. How many know that there needs need to always be an excitement about coming to the house of God? There'll always be enthusiasm about coming to the house of God. In fact, write it down. This is, this is my vision. This is my vision. And this, I, I want you to hear this. I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm going to get me good. I'm going to get me some people to know how to cheer. Do I got any, does anybody here know how to cheer? Yeah. Does anybody know how to say, yay, do we got anybody now? I want it so that we have a, 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 a greeting team. I don't know, three, four, five of them. That every time, so look, we're waiting at the door. Anytime somebody drives up in the parking lot, yay! Thank God you're here. Hallelujah. We're glad to see you. I mean no, because there has to be, I mean, no, it has to be an atmosphere of anticipation and expectation. See, see, there's something about coming to an atmosphere where there's life, where people talk to each other, where people share together, where, 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 where people are not being defeated by worry and doubt and unbelief. That we're not speaking all negative stuff. Get that negative stuff out of here. Come on, we need to see Jesus, everywhere Jesus went, it was about life. Life. People hung around Jesus because he represented life. They said, oh boy, we never heard nobody do it like this before. How many know the people of God ought not be boring? <sighs> Go to bed at night so you can come. Go to sleep, bro, so you can come up and give God your best. Don't walk into church tired. Go to sleep. Hallelujah. Look at Nathan. Go to sleep. The scripture says he gives his beloved sleep. So that we can give God, how many know we want to give God our best? So we have to have an atmosphere of life, a life-giving atmosphere. Psalm one, eighteen, fifteen said this. Write it down. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. Oh, hallelujah! The voice of salvation, joy, is in the tents of the righteous. How many know the house of God ought to be a place of enthusiasm? excitement. I'm glad I got to go to church today. Hallelujah. I'm glad. I can't wait. Oh, God, hallelujah. Can't wait to see my brother. Can't wait to see my sister. I, want to, I got a word for you today. I'm going to encourage you today. Something good is going to happen. There used to be old preachers come on TV. I forget who it was. Something good is going to happen today. I don't know what it was, but he had it right on the mark. Something's good is going to happen. Every Sunday you come in, something good is going to happen. Something good is going to happen. Something good. Look at them and say, something and is going to happen today? Something good already happened today. You're here. Look at the name and say you're here. That's good. <laughs> Watch this. Number, number seven. We only have eight. We're almost done. Number seven. Watch this. Number six. See, I was. I just want to see who was who was that. That uh, Bree. See, see these two, Shannon and Bree. we had gonna have this because they 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 two. They keep me. They keep me right. Because they, they keep notes. They got to watch them. They keep me on point. How many know that we're going to have an a- a atmosphere where people want to come? We got to prepare well. Look at names say prepare well. prepare well. Colossians 3 verses 23 and 24. Y'all see it with me? Say amen. amen. And whatever you do. Right? Whatever. Everybody say whatever. whatever. You know what whatever means? Whatever. <laughs> To Do it heartily, I mean put your heart, your soul into it, give it all you got, as to the Lord and not to who men, knowing that from the Lord, watch this now, you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve Jesus. How I many you know that anything that we give Jesus is all to be good? Amen. I said anything. You get, you, listen, how many know if we want people to come out there in here, we're going to ask them, come on, church, y'all stay with me, if we're going to ask them to get out of their beds on Sunday morning when half of them been up and down 95, struggling all week, I mean, dealing with 95 traffic, how many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They've been dealing with it all week, and we're going to ask them to give up a couple hours of their time on Sunday. We ought to at least make sure that when our guests come in here that we make sure that they know we were prepared for their arrival. Come on, church. That the women can sit on the clean toilet, amen? Amen. That there's paper towel to wash your hands. That there are signs that say, here's where you're supposed to go. Oh, you want to know where the kids ministry is? It's right here. Oh, the people were prepared. Look at them. They're standing outside cheering for me to come. Come on, somebody. Listen, if I invited you to come to my house and I don't have no toilet paper, I don't have nothing to wash my hands, all right, and I have no food, you're gonna look at me and say, why did you invite me over? You're not prepared for me. Why did I come here? If I'm walking around, I'm all busy, why did, listen, listen to me. If we're gonna listen, if we're gonna do ministry, we ought to do it right. If you do the children ministry, you ought to do it with excellence because those are God's kids. And so when those kids come here, they ought to get the best ministry that they can get. If we're doing praise and worship, they ought to get the best that we can get. If you're doing sound ministry, you ought to prepare yourself to make sure that you got your stuff together. That people get the best. Why? Because they deserve it. And our God deserves it. You better not let me start walking up here unprepared. I know y'all, <laughs> a brother Evan one time, I, he said to me one day, we, we was having a men's meeting, and uh, he said this to me. I mean, he didn't even hesitate. The brother didn't even think twice. He said, brother, he's, he's the pastor. He said, well, if you won't preach the word, I won't even be here. He said, he said, I'm telling you that right now. I ain't coming. And what he was simply saying is that that's important. I mean, you know when people come out there in this house, it's important. We're, we're, we're asking them for their time. So, here's what I'm gonna let you know that you're gonna get, really, you're gonna get blessed today for coming into our presence. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. I, was, I was marveling the other day. I, I just watched. Uh, I, brag, I can brag on a lot, all of you, uh, but I don't have time to brag on it. But I just picked the, pick the, the table. Uh, Sister Shannon, with that hospitality, y'all, y'all see how she laid that thing out? Amen. I look at that table. I am like, man, what, what's this is like a king. Like a king is coming or something. Amen. I mean, meticulously. I mean, everything, I'm like, oh, goodness, go <laughs> But we want our guests to know, listen, we talking 120, we want our guests to know, I'm not going to be out there working hard trying to invite people to come to the church if we ain't acting like we, we, we that we're prepared for their arrival. So you're going to be a guest in my house, I want you to feel like we've been waiting for you. I want you to know that we prepare for you. How? Because we did the necessary thing. We want to make sure you're comfortable. We're doing everything we can do to make you know that we love you. How many know that it pleases the heart of God? Then number seven, I got to do these real quick. Five minutes, five minutes. Can we do this in five minutes? I don't know. We got to have an atmosphere of acceptance. Colossians 3, verses 12 and 13. Watch this. I'm going to read this verse. Therefore, as the elect of God, how many know that the word elect means chosen? You know, how you know you've know, you been chosen, right? Amen. Isn't that wonderful? That you are the elect. Why did God choose you? You don't know, and I have no idea. But just thank God he did. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. Everybody say you got to be merciful. Humility. Kindness. Everybody say humility. Humility. How many know humility would go a long ways? meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another. Uh-oh. See, this, this, this is when, 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 when people that, that always defend this verse, they want this verse out of the Bible. <laughs> bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. How many of you have a complaint against another sometime? Here's your instruction. Even as Christ forgave gave you, so you also must. Do. I didn't even I don't even have to say no more about that. That's just right there. The Lord has spoken. <laughs> Shut the book. Oh, come on, church. We got to grow up. Come on, we got come on. We got to grow up. We got to go beyond this. How, much, how many know this is 101 basic? This is what we're supposed to be walking out to the world. We want to have an atmosphere of acceptance, which means, watch this. How many know that we have to have patience and, 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 and we got we to just uh, uh, be merciful to folks coming in? Not everybody's going to come in and do it the way you do it. Not everybody's going to come in no church the way you know church. Listen, I used to think that church was just for church people. That's what I believe. My belief was that church is just for church people. And that's how some churches act. You'll come in our church. You got to do it just the way we do it. You got to do everything perfect just the way we do it. And then we'll accept you. How many know that we have to give people space to grow? How many of you will say you've been changed over time? Come on, somebody. I mean, we got to have, listen, an an atmosphere of acceptance simply means that we see where you are and we want you to know you're welcome into our house. Amen. Amen. That's right. Unless you're trying to strangle somebody, kill somebody, we can work it out. (laughs) I got some expert shooters in here. We can work it out. Just kidding. That's a joke. Actually, that's not a joke, but it's a joke. It's all of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how many know that an atmosphere of acceptance, if, if, we, if we're saying we believe in God to bring him in, then don't fuss about the people that God bring in because they ain't like you. Don't go out there and pray and fast and ask God to bring him in. then when they come in, say, Well, look what kind of person is that? Look, 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 look at that. What's that? I mean, they're not dressed like I mean, what are what, they? What, what, you know. How many know that you ain't going to change nobody? But the fact that they even came to the door, I want to tell you something, that there's a need that God is working. If they, if they, listen, if they have enough gusto to simply walk to the door, they're, they're coming in. It, it, but they often get a little bit of credit for coming in. Amen. Amen. I mean, at least, brother, you came. Yeah, you don't look like us. You don't smell like us. But come on in. Don't worry, Look, listen, don't worry so much about trying to change people. Let the Holy Spirit do that. You just walk in the Spirit. You walk with God. How about that? Let's just walk with God and let God change people. That's all we need to do. I, see, many? I mean, love will keep us. Love, listen, I don't need to point out every sin that you've done. I don't need to point out all your problems. I know you got problems. I can point out all your sins. You can point out mine, too. Everybody, we, we, I mean, we can, we can have church and do that all day long. We can all stand here. To, so what's your sin? Pull everybody up. What's yours? I'm going to tell you. That. We can do that all day long. People who love God, by the way. How I mean, we know we need to be patient? Amen. And we need, and we need to, listen, don't, don't, let's not be a people that when other people come into our church, they don't feel, I don't ever want it to be said to this church that people don't feel welcome here. I want them to feel welcome. I want them to feel welcome. We won't compromise truth, but we're going to love. And we're going to love deeply. We're going to love deeply. And that is what they're seeing more than anything else. It's our love that we have for each other. Lastly, you y'all, everybody's going to like this. I'm in on a good note. If we're going to be a church that attracts people, we've got we to be able to tell a couple of good jokes, right? How do you we know that it's something about when the people of God coming together when they laugh? Do you like being in an atmosphere where everybody's all stuck up and, you know, like you know, well, you know, uh, you know, I've been in legalistic environments where people, but when you come to church, you're supposed to be holy. not supposed to smile. And you went to the movies, oh, don't you go to the movies. Oh, God, God I don't like that. Oh, I, you know, and church, but we're good with coming up with rules, ain't we? Oh, we are rude, but we we set some rules, boy. And wonder why why people don't want to come to my church. Listen, how many know that God created laughing? Laughing. The Bible says, let me give you a couple of verses of Proverbs. Proverbs uh, 17, 22. A joyful heart is like good medicine. Some of you just need to laugh. That's why you're sick. <laughs> come in here for healing. <laughs> <laughs> Get brother Evan up here. Tell a joke. Bam, healed. (laughs) Some of you, you're sick. You ain't sick because you're sick. You're sick because you've been. You just need to laugh. The Bible says laughter is like good medicine. Don't, listen, listen, no one about nobody coming in an atmosphere where people don't know how to tell her They can't have fun. How many know the church can have fun together? We need to be a people that laugh. The Bible says, watch this. In Psalm 126, verses 1 and 2, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues singing. How I many of the people got all to laugh? an atmosphere of laughter, excitement, joy. How many know that if we utilize these principles, when people get here, because you're gonna bring them in here, right? We're gonna bring them in. When they come here, they're gonna stay if we walk in this. What are they again? Who Who kept their notes? Name them real quick. Ready, set, go. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Number six. Number seven. Number eight. Somebody said, Get into joke. Just smile. Amen. Come on, you received that this morning. Come on, give God a praise. Stand to your feet, give God a praise. Now, now, here's the thing. Now, Pastor, why'd you do this? Well, I did it for a couple of reasons. Just for a couple of reasons, here's here's, here's why. Um, I know that, um, that, that everybody in this room, you want to see your church be all it can be. My job is to make sure that I'm giving you the information so that you can be all that you can be. And so it's very, very important that we all understand that it's one thing to say, we're going to be sending out mailers here soon. So we're going to need you, watch this, I need you to do a couple things. I need you to make sure that you continue to give, and give because we're going to, it's going to cost us money, but, but we're going to be sending out a whole lot of mailers. We're going to be reaching at least 250 newcomers that come into the community. We're going to send mailers to them. It's going to have their name on the cards, okay? Welcome Hubbard family. Welcome, Smith family. We're going to be sending this information out. So here's what we need. We're going to be be sending out a bunch of mailers for Easter. So I'm I'm putting you on those. I want you to meditate on this word. If you need to listen to it again, we'll have it up for you online. But let's walk in this. Let's walk in love. So when people do come, that they say, you know what? I want to stay here. These people are off the hook. Lovers. They're crazy. I love it. I love it. This is the key. This is what we're, this is what we're doing. And I know that in all the activities we're doing, we got Mayfest coming up. None of this stuff will really matter if we don't deal with the basics. So I want to, I want to encourage you this morning. I want you to, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I want you to be very honest with this. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. If you in your heart right now, if there's somebody in here, or even not in 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 this church, and that's a part of this church, that, that, It sticks out in your mind that you have a problem with, you have an issue with, that I want you right now first to confess it to God. And then I want you to make a commitment. You listen to the Holy Spirit. You do what God tells you to do. And you go and you make sure to clear the air. Because this next wave of anointing, where we're going, is going to require it. We don't want people coming into our fellowship and seeing that we're not walking out this truth. So if there's somebody in your heart, just take a moment, just pray, be honest with God, be honest. Be honest. God wants to bless our church, He wants to bless you. But we're gonna have to make sure that we handle His business the right way. I'm not gonna have you do an altar call because what you're gonna need to do, if there's somebody God put in your heart, you just need to go talk to him maybe you don't need to confess it maybe you just need to just go eat i discovered that sometimes over good chicken or good peas and carrots that a lot of stuff can be taken care of maybe just need just, just hang out whatever you got to do in other words make it work make it work fix it let's love each other deeper if you hear this morning you don't know jesus as savior you say pastor i'm not saved I want to give you an opportunity today. Is anybody here today who say, I'm not saved? I'm not saved. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Is there anybody? Anybody? Father, I thank you right now. You know what? i tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to have everybody. Let's come to the front. Let's come to the front. Let's stand right here in front, everybody. Everybody who is taking this message serious, I just felt like the Holy Spirit said do this. I just think we just need to do this. I'm gonna ask for those who can, and maybe some of you can. Brother, exit gonna kill me for dropping the mic. But for those who can, I just want let's just kneel right here at the altar. I just want to kneel for those who can. Just come right on this carpet, just kneel for those who can. If you can't kneel, that's that's fine. I'm going to say a prayer, and I want us to repeat this prayer. And if you're serious about this message, if you're serious about making sure that our church is a church of love, it's a church of grace, it's an atmosphere that God wants it to be, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And I want you to confess as we pray and believe God together. And God's going to heal us. Where there are relational conflict and strife, God is going to heal us. Whether there's wrong motives or wrong attitudes, God is going to heal us right now. Father, I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, we come before your throne this morning, God. God, we confess, Lord, there have been times, Lord, when we have not, Lord, walked in love with our brothers and sisters. Maybe, Lord, there have been times, Father, when we've let frustration get the best of us. There have been times, Lord God, that we've acted in a way that we did not utilize Scripture. But, Lord God, we said things about each other, Lord God, that wasn't wholesome and it didn't build up. God, there were some times, Lord, that we may have even spoken and it bled over into other areas and other people involved should be involved. And that maybe, Lord God, perhaps that we've spoken words that uh, doesn't build up. Perhaps, Lord God, there's just some things, Lord, that that we just come into the house of God and we're not happy, we're not joyful about it. God, right now, we are making our appeal to you because, God, we are serious about 120. And, God, I pray, God, that I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would give us the courage and the grace to hear your voice and do what is right. Holy Spirit, you convict hearts. And, Father, start with me. Anything in my heart, God, that is not right. Father, God, heal me. Father, we're here to listen because we all want the same thing. We all want the same thing. You called us to walk in love. You said we're to be a church of love. Forgive us, Lord, for those times when we haven't followed through. Forgive us for those times, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Now I want the church to repeat after me. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning for your love and for your grace. We repent of any wrong attitudes, bad words spoken. Uh, Father, just um, uh, we, Father, repent of, uh, uh, of how we treated one another. Father, we, re- we repent, Father God, of uh, doubt and unbelief. God, we repent, Father God, of just uh, uh, not flowing in the Spirit not obeying the Spirit. Holy Spirit of God, convict us where we need to be convicted. Show us the error of our ways. Where I need humility, give me humility. Where I need love, give me love. Give me courage to stand up for what's right in your sight. I love my brother. I love my sister. I am committed to loving them, to sharing with them, to giving to them because you gave so much to me. This is our offering to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, stand to your feet and give God praise. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, brother, just come on up here. This is a... Come am give Ben a hand. Um, you know, Ben. 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 A couple, few weeks ago, he lost his brother, and uh, we thank God because his brother Aaron came into this place and stood here and made a confession of faith to the Lord. Amen. And uh, we didn't even know that he had a twin brother, but we know this. We know. That God is with him and God is sovereign and he's in a and and Aaron is in a better place today we know he gave his life to Jesus and so listen here's what I want you brother we want you to know this first of all we love you and we're gonna stand with you through it brother because we know it hurts and it's not it's nothing wrong with shedding a few tears it's nothing wrong with the with with just grieving over these things of this stuff but we want you to know brother that we are going to stand with you. I want you to know we love you, and we're going to cover you. If you need anything, these people right here, they will be there for you. Church, can you say amen to that? Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray God's strength over our brother this morning. Let's pray that God will give him strength, that God will comfort him, that God will comfort his family as they are experiencing this loss. Amen. Let's, let's point you in. Uh, sister, can you come on up? Come on, come on. Come on. You, come on. I want, I want you to lead us in prayer to pray for our brother. Amen. Just pray for him. Just lead us. Amen. Thanks, Thank you, God.
1: For your forgiveness, yes. you gave your, your life for me. Yes. Say that behind me. You, gi- you gave your life for me, and I thank you for it. Say it, brother. Say it. I thank you, it. Your love for me, love you. and you gave your life for me. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. I need your strength now. I need your strength. I need your strength now. I need your strength now. Yes. Because, because. Without you, exactly. mm. because without you, I can do I nothing. Because without you, I can do nothing. I need, I need the Holy Spirit. Need the Holy yes. Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you now. Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you now. I'm inviting you right now. Yes. I'm inviting you right now. Yes, take my hand. Yes, take my hand. Lead me yourself. Lead me yourself. I need you. I need you. Let you go with me everywhere. I need you. Let me go with you everywhere. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your love yes. and your faithfulness. Faithfulness. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let me pray for you now. Yes. Lord, I thank you because you are good. Yes. You are good yes. because you, you know, my brother, mm. and yeah. you, you are the yeah. one who decided anything in his life. Mm. You know, oh, Lord, you said yourself that everything which happened in, in our life, it is good for us because we love you. That's right. Yes, Lord. By taking his brother, you knew that it is good for him. And you have a good plan for him. Thank you, Lord, for the good plan you have for him. And I know that something new is going to happen in his life. Because you did it for a purpose. Oh, God, receive all glory. Receive all glory in his life. Oh, Lord, give him strength. Do something new in his life. In the name of of Jesus. And now I'm telling the evil one that he doesn't have any right. strength any. No, He has to take he take to take his hold upon him now. In the name of Jesus, take it away now. Your hand, you don't have a right in his his life. He belongs to Jesus. He belongs to Jesus. And Jesus is Lord in his life. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus cover you right now. Let the blood of Jesus cover you right now. When the evil one is going to come, he will never see you anymore. In the name of Jesus. Hold your eyes on Jesus. Yes, That's right. thank That's you, Lord. Lord. Hold yes. your eyes on Jesus. That's right. Yes. Look at him himself.
0: Yes, yes. Right.
1: And you'll see his glory in your yes. life. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I bless him. Yes. I bless him yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. I bless the work of your hand yes. in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you because you hear our prayer right now. That's right. Receive honor and glory in his life. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you for what you are doing right now. If he was sick, oh Lord, I need healing in his body. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. that the blood of Jesus cleans you from everything the evil one put in your body. In the name of Jesus, receive honor and glory, oh Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: Amen. Lord, time. Amen. All right.